My comic shop closed seven years ago, but along my journey, I've met other stores with colorful communities all their own. One of those is Fat Moose Comics in Whippany, New Jersey, the oldest in the Garden State. Now, as it celebrates its milestone 40th anniversary, I am speaking with Fat Moose owners, staff, and customers through the years. This is their comic shop history. Welcome to Oldest in New Jersey, a My Comic Shop History event. I'm your host, Anthony Desiato. Joining me for part four, the finale is once again the owner of Fat Moose Comics, Sean Hendricks. Welcome back. Hey, pal. How's it going? By the time people hear this in May, mid-May is when this episode releases, you will have celebrated a trio of momentous occasions. The 40th anniversary of Fat Moose, your 13th anniversary with the lovely Nicole, and your 50th birthday. So I just want to say right off the bat, congratulations on everything. Yeah, it's it was a, it's a heavy month. Um, you know, there's Easter, which I don't really care one way or the other, but I realized today that this Sunday is Easter Sunday. Perfect justification to close the store for a day. So I'm going to get two days off in a row, Sunday and Monday, because we're always closed on Mondays, and I am over the moon about it. Very nice. Well, that that's a well-deserved rest. And I know it's been a really busy, really exciting time. Over the course of these past three episodes, obviously you and I spoke. I spoke with Moose founder, Elon, and uh, two members of the Fat Moose Herd, Phil and Gene. And in the time since the last recording, the 40th anniversary has occurred. The bash happened. I was able to be there for a little bit of it, and I got to experience some of it. I got to experience even more of it through photos and videos online. So I guess just my first question, man, how was it? Did it live up to everything that you wanted it to be? It was kind of perfect, honestly. I mean, the two weeks leading up to it was just nothing but stress. Um, I don't think I even told you this. The Thursday before the party, I almost went back to the ER. Um, I just was go, go, go. I did two weeks without a break, you know, no day off. We were here on Mondays, uh, me and Nicole. Well, she was here on a Monday and a Tuesday, but the Monday before that, I was here to get the carpet in. So I went two straight weeks, no time off, running around, stressing out, making sure everything was ready, making sure um, the wonderful Tom Rainey had the artwork ready to go. The, the custom piece that he did for us. And I guess I wasn't really taking care of myself, falling back into old bad habits. And that Thursday, Justin came in and our, our friend of the store, Lisa, came in to help last minute things. And I just fell apart. I just couldn't stay. I got, was dizzy. I was sweaty. It was just the, the, the nightmare all over again of, of, you know, being malnourished and no sleep and dehydrated. And, uh, Thank God Justin was here. He was like, just go home. I'll cover this. I got everything, you know, anything last minute we need to do, we could do tomorrow. The place is like 96% done. So I went home and uh, Nicole was like, what are you doing home? And she looked at me, she's like, holy crap. She's like, all right, come on now. You're going to um, emergency care and uh, or whatever they call it, right? That's it. Urgent yeah. care. Urgent care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we went there and they wouldn't see me because apparently I have the wrong kind of insurance. I got some, you know, real low budget, you know, broke ass insurance thing. And uh, so then Nicole was like, I'm going to bring you to the hospital. I said, no, 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 no. Because if you do that, what if they keep me overnight? I got too much to do tomorrow. Um, you know, playing it fast and loose with my health as, as always. And so I went home, I had some chicken noodle soup and, a, you know, a couple crackers and a, a ton of water and uh, went to bed early. And the next day I felt mostly better, still a little off my game. But by Saturday I was, I was back to my normal weird self. 
But yeah, it was just that much work, that much stress. But leading up to the party, the party itself was great. I had such a good time. Um, it was the perfect amount of people. It was steady, but it was never too crowded where we had to like turn people away or make people wait outside. Even if we had to, the weather was decent enough, a little breezy, but it was fine. And the brewery across the street, that's not open yet. Uh, they let us use their lot as a spillover lot. That's where you parked, I believe. It is. Yeah. And um, yeah, people brought me gifts of, of alcohol and, and snacks and artwork. And um, I can't even begin to list who did what, who brought what, who helped out how, because I'd forget somebody and then, you know, someone would get upset. But everybody had a really good time. I didn't have any complaints. We made some decent money. I spent a chunk of that money on the original piece of art from Tom Rainey because I had to have it. It was custom made for the store. And um, at the end of the day, a few customers stuck around to help me tidy up. And we had a couple cocktails and called it a night. By the time I got home, though, I was I was done. I was just I. Nicole was trying to have conversations with me. I was like, sweetheart, I love you to death. But I I can't talk anymore today. <laughs> like I was just singing and dancing all damn day, you know. Well, it takes a lot out of you. It's draining the event itself and then certainly the lead up to it. Well, I'm sorry to hear that your health was once again at risk. I don't know what um, I could possibly say that you don't already know and that I and others haven't already said. I know. I know. I'm a moron. I get it. <laughs> um, it's just it's self-neglect. And um, I'm working on it. I, I'm always working on it. Uh, I, I, you know, eating more um, and drinking less and trying to get more sleep. The next thing, the next step would be to actually do some form of exercise. So I'm working my way towards that. I mean, if nothing else, you have those stairs. That's not yeah, nothing. Big cardio. Well, actually, I, I spoke with our friend Justin DeVoe, who was here. He's no stranger to uh, the gym. No. <laughs> and I told him I have a very good idea for um, a video involving comic shops and exercise. And we're going to hopefully work on that. He uh, actually signed up for a reserve box. I know. Yeah. So uh, that'd be cool. I, we get along, man. He's a good dude. We're out in the parking lot talking for a few minutes. You know, super nice guy. Uh, wouldn't want to fight him. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, a no. Small pan, not a small person. He's jacked, man. No. But, Ju uh, Justin's awesome. It, watching the transformation that he has gone through over these past couple of years, and he had already been in great shape and he had done the Lobo cosplay thing, but what he's done most recently is just incredible. And he's just the, the most gregarious, warm hearted person, you know, you'll ever meet. And on a, on a related note, I know he signed up for a pull list at, at your shop, you know, listeners of my podcasts uh, have heard commercials for Justin's Instagram and his training program. And this is the kind of guy he is. He decided he wanted to pay that forward. So moving forward, people are going to start to hear Fat Moose commercials. And that's the result of Justin. Yeah, you texted me that yesterday. And I jotted down a note today. I had meant to thank him. and uh, But it's, I guess I'll do that tomorrow. Um, today got a little bit away from me because just it's Tuesday. So you got to get all the new books ready and, and sorted and stuff. So I just wrapped it up just as it was time to uh, do this little Zoom meeting. Yes. So, no, Justin's awesome. I'm glad you guys had that time. I'll just say from my perspective, because we always have to bring it back to alternate realities. <clears throat> Take a shot. <laughs> yep. There you go. Phil. Uh, Phil's a, Phil's a dad. He can't be knocking back those shots. You know, you got to stay I, alert. I much to begin with. He's, he's smarter than me. <laughs> but 
Rich Roney and Steve Odo and I were all there. And I spoke to Rich afterwards. Uh, we had our weekly phone call. And what he and I were talking about was how at Alternate Realities, we experienced something similar to you when the shop was closing in that people from all of the different eras of the store came back and paid their respects and made toasts and helped. And there was something really heartwarming about that. But the big difference was that the store was about to close. So it was so bittersweet because that was hanging over all of us and emotions were high here. It was so beautiful because it was all the the positives <laughs> of what we had experienced, but without that, without that tinge of sadness. So, you know, just seeing all of these people who have shopped at Moose, worked at Moose, owned Moose, you know, come through and give you gifts and make toasts and hang out and buy stuff and get sketches, all of that. It was so cool. It was, again, it was a little bittersweet because it's like, you know, we're actually coming up on what would have been the 30th anniversary of alternate realities. And so it's one of those things. It's like, we could have had an anniversary like this again, for all of the reasons we've talked about on the show, it's for the best that our store closed, but it was just, I couldn't help but think that as I was watching the moose community go through this, it's like, man, we had a version of this, but this is just like the best parts of it. So it was so cool to see. Didn't we almost have it all? Um, I'll tell you, it was a great day. I, I got, there were a few moments where I got a little uh, choked up. Like I had to go step outside onto the fire escape and just, just take a breath, you know. Because um, everybody was so nice and complimentary and everybody was so, you know, genuinely happy to be there and to help out. And uh, yeah, there were a few moments where I was just like, okay, I'm going to just kind of step outside, catch my breath because my eyes are getting a little watery and, you know want anybody to see that even now just talking about it i feel myself getting slightly emotional because it was such an outpouring of of friendship and fun yeah i saw the video that you put up on the on the moose youtube channel very shortly thereafter and it was very touching because you could see you know you were still riding the high of of the event and you know we're recording this now about 10 days or so after the big party so which i thought would be a nice balance because it's close enough it's still you know, present, but you know, it's not like all oh, months have gone by, but when you put up that video, it was, it was really touching because it, you could see, you could really see how much the event and all of the people, how much it all meant to you. If anyone hasn't watched that, I, I, you know, I do encourage them to, I mean, it's not like you're breaking down weeping, but you know, you really, no. you really get to see it. It was, it was really nice. Well, I guess we should mention that. Yes. I have a fat moose comics, YouTube channel. So if you're not familiar with it, just type in fat moose comics on YouTube there's no shortage of dumb ass videos on there <laughs> featuring puppets and songs and things. But yeah, that one, that one was from the heart. Um, Wait, can I just say, speaking of videos from the heart. So I wasn't there for this part of it, but I know that Sean Wolf buddy of yours who runs cooking with stupid, who did a big auction for the benefit of moose uh, at the height of the pandemic. And I know he's been a great friend and, you know, a supporter of the store. He gave this toast. And again, I wasn't there for it, but Rich Roney told me about it afterwards. And Justin DeVoe, shout out again to Justin, sent me a video of it. Oh, I haven't seen the video. And it was amazing to see. I'll, I don't think Sean would mind. I mean, he said this publicly at the store, so I don't think he would mind. But he told this incredible story. I did not know his backstory at all. So I was really floored by this. But he told this story about how he used to have a drug addiction and he met his dealer at 
moose decades ago when it was in, in a mall. And while he was waiting for his dealer, he picked up a copy of New Teen Titans number one, got his drugs, went home, read the issue before doing his drugs, liked it so much that if I'm remembering the story correctly, he went back to the store that day, bought a ton more stuff, came home. And before he could do his drugs, he got a call from his dealer to say, hey, that was a bad batch. I killed three people. I, I mean, I get chills even just even, you know, just thinking about it to for a, for comics and a comic shop to change the course of someone's life. And he's been sober now for for decades. I mean, I, I can only imagine what that must feel like and what appreciation he must have for comics and for Moose. I mean, you talk about living on borrowed time. You talk about a second chance. You talk about just this this opportunity for rebirth. It's I, I was stunned. Comics save lives, kids, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he told me that story uh, early on, maybe the second or so time that we met. But yeah, Sean's become a good friend. Uh, the one thing you did miss out on is he brought his famous cheeseburger lasagna bake. A huge tray of, of it's like uh, dough and cheese and pickles and tater tots and ground beef and onion. It's it's an amazing dish. So he brought a big one of those. And um, it was hot most of the time, but we, we have the microwave now. So at the end of the day, I reheated some. Uh, my pal Mikey Pops, Mike Poplowski showed up brought his tactical bartending kit, his James Bond bartending. We set up a table in the back room and uh, the adults could go back there and have a Vesper martini. Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Of, it was actually though, mentioning Sean's speech. I had this one moment because I am an asshole <laughs> at heart. I, right when he was done and emotions were high as me, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. I'm closing the store. It's <laughs> 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 just like, I'm done. This is not only a celebration. This is also a farewell. Store's closing in a week, just to see. But I didn't. I didn't want to step on his moment because that, that would have been a dick move. So I, I didn't do that. So I'm right. a big fan of, of pulling little practical jokes like that. And I thought this is not the right time for that sort of thing. I, I think that was the right call. I think this was definitely a moment where it just needed to sort of sit there for a moment and, and let everyone take it in. It was, I, and I appreciate that Justin took that video and, and sent it. It was. It was very powerful. I, I have to bother him to send it to me because a few people were filming it, but I haven't seen anybody post it. So I'll have to reach out and see. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see it from out there because I was standing next to him while he told the story. So, yeah. Now, I know I've mentioned a couple of times, you know, I was only there for a little bit. I missed a bunch of stuff. This I was very uncomfortable being inside COVID wise. Uh, I understand. I, and I taught and I appreciate you being so understanding for any moose people who were like, oh, why didn't Anthony stay longer? Or if they saw me and they were like, oh, I didn't say much. I've talked about this on the show. <laughs> you know, we've been taking the COVID thing very seriously, mostly because we have a, a toddler who can't get vaccinated yet. And so, you know, the vast, vast majority of the stuff we do is outdoors or it's indoors masked. And so I purposely got to the store right, right after 11 that day. I left I have to tell you, though, not a bad drive because it's mostly highway for me. So it's like an hour and three minutes. No. Nice. And so I got there right after 11. I figured get the right right there at the start of the day. And I pulled into the lot and I saw all the spots were full. I was like, OK. And so I went across the street to the overflow parking at the brewery and I came up and, you know, I walked. And it's not like it was a wall to wall people, but there were a good bit of people there right from the start. And I oh, was yeah, yeah. In instantly uncomfortable. <laughs> well. You said something to me and it, it, it touched me. You were like, listen, man, 
just the fact that I, I came into this building with these people here shows you how much I care about you and, and this because you're like, I, you know, otherwise I would not be within a mile, a mile of this place, you know? And I'm honestly, I meant it. It's like, I haven't, you know, I didn't see, I didn't see Spider-Man No Way Home in theaters. I didn't see Batman in theaters. Like I, you know, I, I you know, and that's fine. But yeah, no, I, I had, that's the thing. It's like, even if I had just waved to you from the parking lot, it's like, I was not <laughs> going to miss that because, you know, you've been a great friend and, and, uh, you know, I'm so proud of what you've accomplished and what the shop has meant to so many people. So and my, including myself. Uh, so no, I was definitely going to be there. Uh, and yeah, I wish I could have stayed longer, but I got to tell you, so Steve, Rich and I, we had a little, our little reunion in the overflow parking lot. We were out there for a while and, uh, Nick Jones, uh, another buddy yeah. of ours and DeVoe, they came over with their sons for a bit, but it was, it was fun. I mean, I talked to Rich weekly, but I haven't seen him in a really long time. I haven't seen Steve either. And he and I don't have those regular phone call check-ins. I mean, you know, we'll text once in a while, we'll interact over Facebook. And then when he's on the podcast, that's mostly when we talk. Uh, but so I hadn't, you know, I certainly hadn't been in the same space with those guys for a long time. So we really... It was really, really a lot of fun to to, to be able to, to connect with you guys them. here together. You know, the little uh, the little AR representatives. You know, um, and Steve <laughs> brought me a very nice Dark Knight Strikes Again statue. Um, it's Batman and oh God, I haven't read the book in so long. Carrie Kelly, is it Carrie? She's dressed in like a leopard outfit. Yeah, though. the one she's where not, she's on uh, his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Dark so Knight Steve, Strikes Again one. Right. So Steve hands it to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. He goes, ah, it's a crappy statue. I go, no, 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 it was a crappy book. It's a great statue. He goes, well, I mean, if you don't want it, you, you could sell it. I'm like, no, this, this is mine. Man. It's, it's sitting home now in the box still because I really don't have a place to put it right now. But I will find a place because that was really nice. I'm like, are you sure? I mean, you don't want to throw this up on eBay with everything else. He's like, no, nope, this is for you. You know, congratulations. That, that was really nice. And we had, a, you know, a couple brief conversations. I gave him a giant trash bag full of bubble wrap <laughs> and a giant trash bag full of that, you know, the, the, the thin brown paper that you use to wrap up things and pack it. Cause I saved it. I was like, you know, I got a ton of packing stuff if you want it. He's like, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Cause you know, then he's doing all the eBay, the eBay stuff. And I told him, I said, I love your posts about eBay. Cause it reminds me not to mess with eBay. <laughs> I said, there are days when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull a C vote. I'm going to close the store. There's a storage unit. Like half a mile from my house, I'll put everything in there and I'll just sit at home with my gal and our cats and I'll just sell stuff on eBay. But then I see his little horror story posts about, you know, the people complaining about this or they're trying to lowball them or this didn't come soon enough for my taste. So I'm going to report you to eBay police or whatever. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do it. I'm going to keep the store open until the day I drop dead because I don't want to deal with eBay. I've never purchased nor sold anything on eBay and I don't see that changing anytime soon. You've never bought anything on eBay. No, I hate it. Oh. I just hate the whole paradigm of it. I, I don't, I don't like it. It's funny. I've had, I've bought and sold on eBay. I haven't sold in many, many years, but I've had like a few, maybe three waves of buying things on eBay in my life. And I hadn't bought anything in a long time, but when I started digging for kryptonite, the Superman show, I found that there was a lot of stuff that, and I've ranted about this on that show. So I'll, I'll spare people going through that again but there's a lot of stuff that is not available either digitally or in print so i have been going to ebay where i, where I can't get stuff um elsewhere but yeah his posts 
again, I, I, I said to him in the parking lot, I'm like, as long as you're enjoying yourself, right? And he was, he's, overall he is, but yeah, some of those posts are, are amazing. And then, you know, our mutual friend, Chris Wilcock of Undiscovered Realm, he had posted something recently. I don't think this was eBay. I think this was someone trying to buy stuff through the Undiscovered Realm website. But the question was like, why does the shipping price go up every time I add items? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Chris Wilcock, I got to give him a shout out too, man. What a nice guy. Uh, the day that I wasn't feeling well, the, the Thursday that I left early, uh, I went home, you know, I was resting up and I called the shop, check in with Justin, see what's going on. And he goes, oh, uh, a, a box showed up for you. And um, it was from Undiscovered Realm. So I, I had to open it. I'm sorry. Should I not have opened it? I'm like, you can open it. What, what was it? He goes, it's that Ghost Rider Blacklight pop that you wanted. And I was like, what? Because it's a long story that I shan't bore everybody with. But we had talked months ago that I was looking for this pop and he said he might be getting one, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he got one and he sent it to me. So the next day when I came in, I texted him. I was like, hey, man, thank you so much. You know, what do I owe you? And what do you prefer? You know, Venmo, PayPal, I'll mail you a check or um, do you want to trade for something? And he goes, no, man, that's yours. I know you wanted it. You know, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Enjoy. And I was like, no, man, come on. I can't. Cause that thing is kind of rare. It was like an online exclusive. And I said, well, I got to do something for you. I was like, listen, I know you're busy. You got the, the, the shop, you got the tattoo place, you got the kid now. I said, but if you can ever make it to my store, you're going to get the Royal treatment and you want something, it's yours. You know, like I, I could, I was blown away. And with all the stress leading up to the sale and the party that meant a lot, that took a lot of like, you know, some of the, the pain out of, of all the preparation. And the other thing I have to thank you for, well, more specifically also, um, Phil, Phil, Tastic Phil and Gene, because the night before the party, I listened, you, you sent me in advance, listen to, uh, their episode which by the time this airs, that one will have come out. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, April 19th, I believe, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I stayed up late, later than I should have. I was like, I'll listen to 10 minutes. And I, I found myself listening to the whole thing. But towards the end of that, when, I mean, to you know, put it bluntly, they're singing my praises, <laughs> which is, you know, mostly undeserved. But I was so blown away and so touched by it that it really gave me like that kind of surge of, of motivation and strength. Like, yes, all right, I must be doing something right. Cause everybody's being so complimentary about what I've done. And it really carried me through the day. And when Phil was here, I thanked him profusely. That was one of the moments where I was like, Oh, excuse me a minute. And I walked outside to compose myself. And the same with Gene. Gene, by the way, was very bummed. He got here late and he missed the whole AR crew. But that's on him, man. He got here late. I can, there's nothing I can do about that. But to hear the three of you, you know, just, um, just you know, being positive about me, it, it really, it's, it's, I still, I've listened to that episode three times. <laughs> Whenever I'm feeling down, I'm like, ah, let me listen to that. That cheer me up a bit. So I thank all three of you for that. I'm really, I'm glad that it was able to do that and that we got it to you in time. I, I mean, I can identify, especially, you know, it's, it's. Uh, in a different realm, right? You were preparing for this big event and your, your business, but you know, with the various creative projects I've done, you know, it's always one of those things where, you know, you, you hope you've done something good and sometimes it can be hard to judge. And so I know like when someone, you know, leaves a nice review or sends a nice message about the documentary or the podcast, it's like, 
that really means a lot. Like it, it can make my day. Cause it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I obviously I stand by everything I've done. And my guiding principle is, you know, put out the things that you would want to see or hear. And that's what I, you know, stand by, but you, you, you want to know that people are enjoying it, right? That makes it even more worthwhile. And so I know, I mean, I know from firsthand experience, like how much that can really galvanize you and carry you through a day. So I'm really Absolutely. glad. I got to say one more thing about the, the AR crew, Steve in particular, you'll appreciate this. As I think you've gotten a sense of this, Odo is not easily impressed. <laughs> yeah, but I got I to tell you, when we were out there in the parking lot, and he the he I think he brought up your lineup of artists who were there sketching. He was impressed. He said, oh, yeah. he said, and it's <laughs> like this is going to sound like it's a knock on you, but it's not. It's just the way he is. He said it like <laughs> with this air of of disbelief of like, you know, those are those are real artists. I was like, yeah, (laughs) and the one and Tom Rainey in particular, because I don't think he he knew everyone's name off off the top of his head, but Tom Rainey in particular uh, was was one that he definitely knew. And he was like, you know, these are these are good artists. So he was very he was very impressed. And that's not always easy to do. Well, I appreciate that. I don't I'm not going to screw around, man. I got the deal up in here, man. Well, it's funny because, you know, it was it was Tom Rainey, my my close personal friend, Tom Rainey, um, Chris Campana who I've become friends with over the years and um, Jim Calafiore, who I've become friends with and Tom and Jim are actually friends, you know, outside of the industry. So, you know, that was cool having them sitting next to each other, goofing around. And the fourth guy is my friend, Ray Negron, who's still a student at the Cuber school. And, you know, we used to do sketch parties and stuff and we'd get some of the Cuber students and, and, you know, they're willing to work for free. And it's good for them to, to learn what it's like to be behind, you know, the table, doing sketches, talking to people. So Ray had asked me months ago about it. And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. So he had assumed that it was going to be a couple other students or people who had just graduated. He walks in and there's, there's Tom and Chris and Jim. And he was like, oh, I should. You sure you want me to sit down next to these guys? I'm like, yes, dude. You know, you're my friend. You're a good artist. Like have at it. You pick their brains, you know, if you need advice, like they're three of the friendliest guys. And so each one of them is so goddamn talented, you know, such good artists, but he was over the moon. I made those little name cards for them. And, uh, yeah, I printed out their names and put it on this little placard at the end of the day, Ray was like, can I, can I keep this man? <laughs> Cause I think it was the first time he ever did any kind of sketch party. So yeah, he was like, he was so happy. Because you sat me next to these guys. I'm like, oh, you're a friend of mine. You got the skill. You just need the experience. Consider this, you know, XPs, you know, right now, you know, experience points, man. You level up. <laughs> That's awesome. That, I, I was glad I got to do that for him. But to watch his eyes bug out of his head when he realized he was sitting next to, it was adorable. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Let's take a quick commercial break and then we will continue. We'll be right back. What do you call when you're in trouble? Alien invasion? Call Superman. Bank being robbed? Call Spider-Man. But who can you count on if you want to learn how to make a window bag? Filtastic Comics and Art is here to help. Whether it's fighting FOMO, talking about art, or baking wheat cakes, you can count on Filtastic for your comic and art-related infotainment needs. The best part? You don't even need a bat signal. Just look up Filtastic Comics and Art on YouTube. Subscribe today to keep up on everything Filtastic. If you're a fellow father out there, or if you're just interested in hearing a fun conversation, check out Shadadigans a weekly podcast by dads sharing their dad experiences. Listen, relate, and laugh. One of the hosts has been a guest of this show, Justin DeVoe, 
In recent years, Justin has embarked on a truly remarkable fitness journey, which you can see for yourself on Instagram at Real Life Lobo. And if you're looking for guidance on your own fitness journey, check out at Iron and Honor. Film lovers and filmmakers should check out these festivals. Brightside Tavern in Jersey City, Hang On to Your Shorts in Asbury Park, Point Lookout on Long Island, and In the Cut in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Event details and submission info can be found at filmfreeway.com. Follow the fests on social media for updates on discounts, tickets, and more. Also, be sure to listen to the Hang On to Your Shorts and Cullen on Film podcasts available via a shared universe network. Acme Comics is a locally owned and operated full-service comic book store in Greensboro, North Carolina for people of all ages and walks of life. Established in 83, this nine-time Eisner Award nominee uses their collective knowledge and resources to connect you with the best material available. They are ready and excited to assist you in navigating the wide world of comics. In addition to weekly new releases, graphic novels, and merchandise, they pride themselves on their significant contemporary and vintage back-issue selection. Mail order subscriptions to new releases are available. All offerings are available to anyone, anywhere, via mail order. Follow Acme on social media and eBay. Listen to the Acme cast on all podcast services and visit acmecomics.com for much more. Flat Squirrel Productions is an affiliate of BCW Supplies. The next time you need to restock on comic book bags, boards, boxes, and more, be sure to use promo code FSP to save 10% on your order. It helps support the show too. Thanks. And we're back. So a couple months ago, I posted in the Fat Moose Herd Facebook group, I put out a call for questions, not for questions, but for for comments, testimonials, uh, either in written or audio or video form. And I said, you know, send me what you got, email them to me, and I'll, I'll work in as many as I can into the final episode of this podcast event. So uh, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity to share what I got. So here we go. Oh, geez. That's it. There was nothing. <laughs> that was, that was heard. <laughs> the, there were so many people liked and loved and hugged that post. No one sent me anything. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? The, the her, I'm, I'm only busting chops. I mean, it's true. No one sent me anything, but, right. I'm only, but I'm only busting chops. The herd has been very supportive of, of my stuff and certainly of you. And I think that all of their love and all of their comments and all of their words, everything went into the store and the bash. And that's perfectly fine. And I'm very glad that we had Gene and Phil represent the herd in our last episode. And I got to tell you, Rich Roney and I keep joking about, you know, him and Gene being, you know, counterparts from parallel universes and, and all of that. And, you know, again, Gene being disappointed that he missed out on, you know, hanging out with, with the AR crew. I keep saying, I don't think that Rich and Gene could occupy the same, the same physical <laughs> space. The universe would implode. So I think it yeah, was all matter. for the best. Well, I, and I, I wrote to you about this, but I'd like to make it public. Um, listening to that episode, the three times that I have, you did a masterful job of balancing, giving, giving, you know, you'd be like, well, Phil, let me ask you about this. And then you let Phil say his piece and then you'd go, all right, so Gene, what are your thoughts on, you know, you were very good at, at making sure they both got equal time. Nobody overshadowed anybody. Everybody got to speak. You got to say your piece about things and you did a hell of a job, man. Oh, well, I, I thank you. I appreciated your message and I appreciate you saying that. Now, it's funny because as you know, I've been doing a lot of podcasting over these past couple of years, but that was, but that was the first three-person podcast I had done in a really long, like everything that I've been doing over all this time that I've been doing remote podcasts, they've been one-on-ones. 
So right. it was a different dynamic. And at first I was like, whoa, like this is, you know, <laughs> I hadn't done this in a while. So and I appreciate that. They were great. It was fun to to get their perspective. And of course, in the prior episode to get to get Elon's and we've gotten some nice feedback on that, which is really cool. What was it like having Elon uh, at the show? How many days was he there for? Uh, he came. He was here Friday, Friday before the party. And then he was here for the party. Um, the day before the party, I love Elon. And, and this is such an Elon thing. The day before the party, the Friday was slow. So everybody was waiting for the party, you know. So he was here for pretty much the whole day. He left for a little bit to check into his hotel room. And then he came back and he, he mentioned a few times, like, is it, is it always a slow on a Friday? Is it always a slow? I'm like, Elon, tomorrow's the 40th anniversary bash. Everybody's waiting for that. Nobody's going to come in tonight and be like, anyway, have a good time tomorrow. Like, you know, so we got to chat all day about the ins and outs of the business and the difference between the stores and reminisce about, you know, when I worked for him back in the day and, um, he was giving me health tips because he's been, he was diagnosed with diabetes not too long ago. So he was like, you know, the, the conditions you're talking about where you get sweaty and we, he goes, you might be pre-diabetic, you know? And so he was giving me diet tips and things. And, and um, so we just had, like sat down and just caught up. It was just like, just chatting with an old friend, you know? And then the best part was at the end of the day, the last like two hours, everybody came in. Gene was here. Tom Hunter was here. A bunch of guys rolled up just that last minute. Hey, what do you need? Do you need something? Nick Jones came in because he drove from out of state. I forget where he lives. He's uh, he's in Massachusetts. OK, so he was here for the weekend. So he came, you know, early that night with his kid. And and then Gene got a couple of pizzas and some soda and everybody's hanging out. And uh, I looked at Elon. I'm like, now this is what a Friday is usually like. <laughs> yeah. But it was really cool that everybody came by just last minute to be like, what do you need? You need something moved? You need something clean? You know, it got to the point the, the week or two leading up to the party that I had too many volunteers. I was like, there's nothing left to do. You know, everybody's like, well, what do you need? I'm like, it's done. Everybody, you know, Nicole was here for two days helping me dust things and clean things. And um, just every I had so many volunteers that I didn't have enough work to go around. You know? So that was that was very nice. That's really nice. That's, that's awesome to hear. And, you know, you mentioned Nick Jones and, and Nick is someone who, you know, none of us had any personal connection to like Justin DeVoe. I, we, he and I have a mutual friend in common. That's how we initially connected. But Nick Jones, you know, I don't have that connection. You know, he watched my comic shop country like cold, I think. Uh, he came across it um, through a film threat, I think. And, you know, he has now since that time, you know, we've become friends and he has he has ordered so much stuff from so many of the shops in the movie, particularly you and Escape Pod and all. Oh, yeah, I think those are, are some of the big ones for him. Yeah, and he's traveled to a bunch of shops, you know, in, including the ones in the movie and, and other ones. And it, it's a, it's astounding, you know, and I and I think that, you know, what I remind myself of is if you don't have that kind of comic shop, that's part of your routine. And I, I don't know specifically if, if he does or doesn't, I, I get the sense that he doesn't. And so if you don't have that, it's like, I could see why he gravitates so much to your store and, and some of those other shops. And uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to see. And, you know, he brought his son, just like Justin brought his son. And uh, you know, they were like in the corner reading comics and it was, you know, it's nice to see sort of the next generation of that. Yeah. Nick, Nick is awesome, man. Um, he's, he's become part of the family. One of us, you know, uh, 
he reached out to me actually today about something or other, uh, an Aftershock comic, wondering if I was going to get the exclusive cover and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he's just super chill, man, super supportive. Uh, he brought me a can of Fago because he, he is a juggalo. He's part of the, the Insane Clown Posse family. And when he, he wrote to me, he's like, oh, you know, do you need anything? I was like, can you bring me a Fago? That's like the official soda brand of the juggalos and the ICP. So he brought me a root beer Fago that I drank on Sunday with my turkey sandwich. And uh, it was, it was good, but I was just laughing. I'm like, of all the things he's like, what do you want? I'm like, just bring me a, bring me a Fago. I've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, oh, the weeks leading up to the party, he commissioned a bunch of Ghost Rider artwork from different artists. And I think, God, it's like eight or 10 pieces in total. And they're all so good. And they're so great. And I got nowhere to put them. I'm totally out of wall space. So what I'm going to do is buy a little portfolio and put them in there. But he's like, and here's here's this one by this guy. And here's this one by this guy. And, and each one was, was as good or better than the last. And I was like, why would you do all of this for me? He's like, I don't know, man. You're cool. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. yeah, well, thanks, you know. But yeah, he's, he's become a friend, a long distance friend, but a friend nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. He also, he commissioned two Superman pieces for me, one yeah. by Franco and the other by Art Balthazar. They're awesome. I've got a third one here for you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You had left before uh, he was able to, to get it. But yeah, I've got a little care package for you that that Superman box, the contentious Superman <laughs> short box. I and, feel so uh, bad I, about that. Ow. Do not feel bad about that. Wait, and if anybody's think- wondering about it, it's a long ass story that's very boring. But I promised a box to Anthony and some guy I never even heard of before got mad because I was holding on to a box for a friend of mine and he wanted to buy it. I'm like, no, that's that's on hold for somebody. Oh, you only take care of your friends. I'm like, I don't only take care of my friends, but I certainly put them first. They're my friends. You know? oh, but yeah. I have a copy of the Tom Rainey print in there for you and the Superman piece from from Nick in there, too. So when our paths cross again, you'll have a little box of goodies. Yes. No, I, I look forward to that. And I. You know, it, again, it's been two years, I guess, since we've been in person. Uh, it won't be that long. I think maybe later this uh, spring or certainly summer, I'll uh, I'll make another trip over. And what else? Oh, I, I was yeah. a little bummed you didn't bring Steph and, and and Milo, but I under I completely understand why. But yeah. I mean, that's one of those things on a on a quieter non anniversary well, day. Yeah. No, yeah. I would. Yeah. No, I would. And I mean, he, he wears his mask. So he, I mean, you know, that, you know, that, that would be fine. But what did I want to ask you? Were you, was there anyone who came through specific, specifically that day, that Saturday that you were just like, wow, I did not expect to see this person. I don't think so. Uh, the one person that I'm very glad showed up and I, I hoped he showed up and I figured he'd show up. Uh, was Pat Milligan, who was, I refer to him as my, my comic shop Yoda. He used to own Pegasus Enterprises in Booton, you know, my first comic shop, which I speak about in the documentary. And uh, he closed in 2002. He was the one who recommended checking out Fat Moose because I was going to just start a box at Zap because I lived in Lincoln Park. Zap was in Wayne, right, right next door. And he goes, well, you know, travel up the road to Fat Moose. It's 10 minutes further than this place, but he's a, he's a friend of mine, Elon, you know, and and then I became a customer, then an employee, and now the goddamn owner. But um, Pat is is still like one of my favorite people. And he always tells it to me straight. You know, he taught me how to do this, basically. Um, 
So he was here and I said to him, like, I'm so glad you're here. I wasn't sure. And he said, what are you nuts? How could I not be here for this? You know? So there was a moment where I just kind of hung back and I see there's Pat with Elon and one of my customers, Rich Olson, who used to be a customer at Pegasus and my customer, Rick Rubenstein, and they all know each other. They're all around the same age and they were all kind of congregated, having a conversation. And I felt, I felt like a kid again. I felt like, you know, that, that kid hanging at the comic shop watching the old guard talk about stuff, you know. Um, but, yeah, I was very glad that Pat was here. My mom came through with my stepfather uh, and they hung out for a while. My dad came up from Tom's River. Um, we was also up here because my niece was going to be doing some dance performance that night. So he came up for that. I was like, you're just here because you're coming up anyway. He's like, no, no. So my dad was here for a bit, but it was, there was nobody that really, I mean, I was, I was happy to see Steve and Rich Roney. I didn't expect them, but it was cool that they were here, but there was nobody that where it was like, oh my God, it's, you know, uh, the ghost of Elvis. Like there was, you know, but, but it was still cool to see so many different people. Um, there are some people I know who'd never been here before. My friend, Randy Shamber, who owns a, a Shamrock School of Music. I've done a lot of work with them over the years, volunteer stuff, you know, helping them with gigs and, and teaching and things. So he came by, he's like, I've never seen your store. I figured what better time than, you know, when everybody else is here. And, but it, it was just really good. It was a great turnout. And again, like I said earlier, not too crazy. Cause I said to Justin a day or two before, I'm like, it's, it's just you and me that day. What if it gets nuts? Like, you know, um, and he's like, well, if it gets nuts, we handle it because that's what we do. It's you and me against the world, man. We're going to, we're going to make it work. And he was MVP, dude. I it told him originally, you do the register for an hour, then I'll take over for an hour and then we'll swap. He did the register almost exclusively all day because I was so busy talking to people, you know, and, and hosting and making sure everybody's got what they need. Make sure the artists have some water, make sure everybody got some snacks. Um, and Justin held it down. He, he, he killed it, man. There was a moment where I was like, you need a break. He's like, yeah. I said, go, go outside, get some fresh air, you know, go grab a coffee or something if you want. I got this. So for about a half hour, I was exclusively behind the counter. But for the most part, Justin knocked it right out of the park, man. Yeah, shout out to Justin. I thought that was a very nice touch that you included Justin's avatar of Static Shock on the, the Fat Moose poster that, that Tom Rainey drew. Very nice. Oh, I guess we should actually tell people what the damn poster is, right? Go for it. All right. Well, originally I wanted Tom to draw me and Matt and Scott and Elon, the four owners as some sort of superheroes or something, you know? And Tom said, listen, I don't really like doing likenesses because if somebody thinks, oh, that doesn't look like me at all, you know, he's like, that's why I don't do licensed books and things. I don't want to do likenesses. So uh, I said, all right, better yet, let's all choose a character that we love to represent us. So I reached out to Elon. He wanted the Silver Surfer. Which, you know, if you said, I'll give you $1,000 to name what character he would pick, I wouldn't have known. So he was like, I, I want the Silver Surfer. He's one of my favorites. I was like, okay. Uh, Scott wanted Highlander, which technically is a likeness because it's uh, Christopher Lambert. But the thing is, you can kind of skate past that a little. You do the hair and the sword and the kilt and you got a Highlander, you know. Uh, Matt, I didn't even ask Matt. I knew it would be Captain America. I know that that's his number one guy, bar none. And then I chose Ghost Rider and I told Tom, I want 1970s Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. None of these spikes and chains and all this stuff that they've retrofitted him with over the years. To me, spikes and chains, that's Dan Ketch. That's the 90s. My Johnny Blaze didn't need any of that crap. I want 70s Ghost Rider. And then um, 
I said, I got to include Justin. He's been such a big help over the past couple of years. Um, so I thought he would choose Batman or Daredevil or Spider-Man. He threw me a curveball and he chose Static Shock. And uh, it was great. It's a, it's a weird assortment of characters to have on one page, you know? Well, you guys but, are uh, a weird assortment of characters, so it all oh, works. There, sir. <laughs> but it was great because I told Tom about it and he's like, cool, you know, I got some Green Lantern pages I got to finish and then I'll get started. And then um, being the hell of a guy that he is, he sent me three sketches, three layouts. And he's like, pick which layout you, you dig. And I chose the one that I liked, which is the one we ended up going with. But leading up to it, every customer that came in, I'm like, you want to see the preliminary sketches? Like, tell me which one would you pick? Which one would you pick? And I think just about everybody chose the same one. They're like, oh, this one. Because it was the only one with Ghost Rider on the motorcycle. I'm like, he's not Ghost Walker. He's Ghost Rider. I want the motorcycle in that, you know, which is exponentially more work for Tom to draw a damn motorcycle. But he, he killed it, man. It, it's such a gorgeous piece of work. So this like is I now, said, the original, so. and you bought the original. I love that. It, now, I uh, know you were... Is this part of, or is this totally separate from the the Aftershock exclusive retailer cover that you were getting? Yeah, we didn't, the timing didn't work out. Gotcha. Tom had commitments to do the Green Lantern pages and Aftershock needed the artwork like weeks in advance. And it's funny because that book, Midnight Rose, was going to be the book written by Jim Starlin. And um, that, I got it in this afternoon because it goes on sale tomorrow, which as people are listening to this is way in the past, but um, it was just too complicated. They needed to approve the artwork. And then, you know, not only that, I would have to buy X amount of books. And you would not be able to use <laughs> Static Shock and Captain right, America right. and <laughs> Silver yeah, Surfer. And the book itself, it's a square bound one shot. I think it's like $7.99 or $5.99. So I would have to pay Tom for the work. Then I'd have to pay Aftershock for the books. And I figured this way, we just cut them out for now. And I just pay Tom for the art. And he actually being, once again, a stand-up guy, he printed out the the, the, the piece. Because I told him, I was like, hey, you know, as soon as the, the work is done, you know, send me a high-res scan or however we do this. You know, maybe you have a device on the best place to go to get this printed or what's a good price. He goes, no, no, no. I do this all the time for conventions. He goes, I'll, I'll get it printed. How many copies do you need? And then we'll settle up that day. So I didn't have to do a damn thing. <laughs> All I did was choose the, you know, we chose the characters. I chose the layout and then Tom drew it. He, his wife was going to color it, but I think she was having problems with her hand or something. So he, uh, Tom drew it, inked it, colored it digitally, got it printed and then just showed up that day with the copies. It was, it was so cool. I was like, Oh my God, is there any, like, thank you so damn much, but that's the kind of guy he is, you know? So we settled up for the copies and then, uh, and I bought the damn piece because when I opened the box originally, the, the original piece was on top. I thought it was a print. And I was like, oh, I thought he was going to color it. All right. So it's black and white. Still, it's gorgeous. And then I was like, oh, cool. How many of these did you make? He goes, no, that's the original. The copies are underneath. So I, I picked it up and looked and saw the color copies. I'm like, oh, all right. Cool, cool, cool. I'm like, wait. So you brought the original? He goes, yeah. I'm like, so I'm buying this. He goes, I thought you might want to. And I'm like, yeah. So... Towards the end of the day, we settled up, you know, and uh, I can't, I have to get it professionally, you know, matted and framed. That's not the kind of thing you go to Walmart and get a $10 frame for, you know, there's, there's a little place up the street. I want to support local businesses. I'm going to bring it to them when I get a chance and, uh, and get it framed up nice. 
You know, it's it's funny because as I'm staring at a Superman piece by Francis Manipal that I got at New York Comic Con 2010, and I went to get it framed at the Scarsdale Gallery on Central Avenue, just less than a minute from where AR used to be. And I remember I brought it in. It, it cost me as much to frame it as it did for the piece itself. And I remember that when I was talking with the guy and he was going through the different options, I I didn't want to spend that much. And I felt like, well, how can I spend as much on the frame as I did on the piece? And so I went with a lesser framing option and I left and I picked up dry cleaning. And I remember standing at the dry cleaners and like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Like, you're going to have this on your wall indefinitely and it's your favorite character and it's a beautiful piece just spend spend the money and it'll be worth it and so i went back to the to the framing store and i remember i went back there and i was like listen i changed my mind and i could tell from the look on his face that he thought i i didn't want to get anything ah, and i was right. like no no i want to do i want to do that first option we talked about and i did and you know what from my childhood home to my apartment to the apartment that my wife and I first shared to our current house now, it's been up on the wall every place. And I'm glad, I'm glad that I went with that. Yeah. I'm not going to half step it with this one, you know, because I do want to find a, a prominent place in my house. I mean, I could hang it here, but it, it has to be home with me. It needs to be in my home. You know, yeah, I, you I'm totally out of wall space, but I'll, I'll move something around. You know, I had to move around. I bought a, um, where I got a Batman print from Chris Campagna that he had posted on Facebook a while back. And I remember writing to him, like, I need that. I need one of those. So now that he was here in person, he made sure to bring one for me. I'm like, thank you. You know, so I, I actually took down a different piece by a different artist who I won't name and replaced it with that. Now I got to find room for the other one. I've got a, just a portfolio, not, not, you know, not as many pieces as like a Dave O'Hare has. I remember your interview with him. He's, he's got a couple hundred unframed pieces but uh mine are definitely building up i i need a bigger house i guess there you go just for <laughs> that's the thing space space will always get you did any of the other new jersey comic shops like reach out to you and and uh wish you happy anniversary i'm just curious if you heard from any of of uh of the shops in the area not that i recall i um, some of the other store owners have clicked like on a few of the pictures and stuff Gotcha. But yeah, I uh, what we did receive though was um, a congressional recognition piece of paper thingy. Um, a representative of Congresswoman Mikey Sherrill came here. I think Phil might have set that up, if I recall correctly. But she had called me and said, "Hey, we're going to come by and present you with this little thing, you know, just in recognition of forty years of a local business." And it was a funny moment because I was in the back room having a cocktail and everybody's calling me like, Sean, Sean, come out here, Sean. So it being um, the weekend after the infamous slap at the Oscars, I came out of the back room and I went, keep my name out. <laughs> and then I look and there's this woman standing there with the congressional thing. I'm like, Oh, oh hello. How are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but it's cool. We took some pictures and she presented an official presentation. And another thing I have to get framed. And uh, then she hung out for a good 20 minutes just asking about the store, the history of it, how I came to own it. She's very pleasant. I forget her name. I apologize. But yeah, she was a representative of Mikey Sherrill. And uh, that was kind of cool to get like an official little proclamation, a little like, hey, you exist. Here's the thing, you know. So that that was very cool. 
Yeah, that's really nice recognition. I, I do believe Phil Tastic set that up. He had messaged me and he had said, like, what time are you going to be there? Because I have some local officials coming. And I remember I was like, what? <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that, that I really like that. And uh, continuing along this this uh, this bit about gifts. So I'm curious how many bottles you walked away with. And I contributed <laughs> one to the cause. I brought you a bottle of Makers 46, which is a personal favorite of mine. I, I hope you enjoy uh, but how, how many bottles did you leave with? I have to imagine that you were you're, you're going to be well stocked up for a long time. Well, uh, the bottle you gave me is actually at my house. I've been uh, nipping on that one for the past week or so. Um, I didn't get a ton of bottles. I got some nice Kraken um, dark rum. I got a nice little bottle of uh, Roca Patron tequila. Uh, I got a bottle of Four Roses bourbon, a bottle of mead which is, is it's, it's like honey wine with cinnamon and apple. It's really good, but not a ton. But, you know, as we're recording this, my birthday is in like three days. So I'm, I'm expecting, you know, another supply run of, of alcohol to the shop. At least I hope so. If not, whatever. I got a job. I could buy my own alcohol. That's true. Yeah. Now, again, by the time people hear this, your birthday will have passed. But as we're recording this, it's just a few days away. Now, obviously, you just had this huge this huge bash, but how, how are you planning to celebrate the big five? I'm going to be sitting behind the counter at the register. Like, I, there's nothing I can do, man. The store's got to be, I'm not going to close the store. Well, like you know, afterwards at night, go home, drink myself into a mild coma. Like there's nothing, you know, Nicole's still not, you know, super comfortable out and about. That day she came here, you had already left when Nicole showed up and she was just kind of like, ah, there's a lot of people here. And I was like, look, just hang out behind the counter. This way you have that little, you know, distance, you know, but she ended up going around and, and, and talking to people. And some of our mutual friends showed up who'd never been to the shop before. And that was cool. But my birthday, believe me, I would love to make a big deal out of it. You know, I'm turning 50. Who the hell saw that coming? But there's, I, you know, I don't really have. I don't even, you know, Nicole said, look, we've been together 13 years. What, what do you want for your birthday? I said, I don't, just, I don't need anything. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm it's never a guy that needed, oh, I need the biggest TV or the best car or whatever. I, I don't, as long as what I have works and gets the job done, I'm fine. So, but she's always been a very good gift giver. She'll get me things I didn't even know I wanted. So I'll be curious to see, <laughs> but, she, but no, I, I have to work, man. I, I have to, uh, you know, the show must go on. I mean, at least I get Sunday off for Easter and then that Monday off. So, uh, yeah, I, no plans. Just just going to hang out and, and do what I do. That's about it. Right. But I wanted to tell you, um, as much fun as the party was, the week after it decided to kick me around a little bit because I guess I had too much fun. So the week after the sale, after the party, there were three bad things well one was a potential bad thing the first thing was the dc books didn't show up until thursday of that week it wasn't lunar's fault i thought it was i was emailing them like what the hell are you guys doing you're making diamond look good and that's almost impossible they wrote back to like hey pal here's here's the information we we sent those out last week because i usually get them about a week early they go on sale tuesday I didn't get mine until Thursday. So that was just kind of annoying. I'm like, where are my books? When are my books coming? You know, I got people asking, well, where's the books? And all my customers, they know it's not up to me. Like, you know, you always get maybe one outlier. Like, but where? Why? Why don't you have them? I'm like, dude, I, it's not up to me. So that sucked. And the Thursday after the sale, 
um, there was torrential rains and there's a creek in the back. And, you know, months ago it flooded a little bit, bottom two or three stairs got wet. So that's why I tore out that carpet and got the new carpet. So I was just like, oh my God, is it going to get wet again? Am I going to have to tear out the new carpet? You know? And, and so that was stressful. Thankfully it didn't get wet. Everything was fine. But that night at home was just stress. Cause I was like, I, I, I don't know tomorrow when I go to the shop, I don't know what I'm going to be walking into. So that thankfully worked out well, but the, the stress was there of worrying, you know? And then the biggest thing, as we discussed earlier, Justin's aunt died on the Wednesday after the party. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm not going to go into a ton of it, but she raised him. His mother died when, when he was very young and his aunt took him in, raised him up. They lived together and, uh, she had been sick for a while and she was getting better. They were going to send her home with a nurse to, you know, take care of her. And then she took a bad turn Tuesday night and the hospital called him and said, you should probably come and say your farewells. And then she passed on Wednesday morning. So that's the big one. I screwed carpet and screw the DC books. You know, the big thing was my, my buddy, Justin lost the woman who raised him. So that was very rough. And that took him off the board. He's like, look, I got to handle all this. I said, yeah, absolutely. Go get everything sorted. And, you know, I was just at the service a few days ago. Um, so th that's, that's my, the main thing, you know, worrying about Justin, hoping he can get through. And I told him, I was like, I don't expect you to work, but if you want to come in and even just hang out, be amongst your friends, you know, talk about the new episode of moon night or whatever, you know, this is a happy place for you. I said, even if you want to come in, cause he's got some family staying with him to get everything done. And he was saying how he's like, I don't have a moment to myself. I was like, dude, come into the shop sit in the back room, fire up the big screen TV, close the curtains, have a drink if you want, whatever. Even if you sit in the back, read a couple of comics, I'll leave you the hell alone. This is a safe place. Sit, decompress, you know. So I don't know. He had said to me that, you know, he's planning on maybe coming in on Wednesday for a new comic book day. And I said, if, if you don't want to, you, you don't have to, obviously. Um, if you feel like it, if you want to work, cool. You just want to hang out, cool. You come in for an hour and it's too much and you want to go home. So whatever you want to do, man. You know, he, he's had my back left, right, and center for the past couple of years. So the least I can do is reciprocate, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. And well, you know, I've spoken with Justin over Facebook, but here on the podcast as well, just I wanted to express my condolences. Very, very sorry for his loss. And, you know, he's uh, written some very, uh, you know, beautiful tributes to his aunt and you really see you know, how, how meaningful that relationship was. Like you said, she raised him. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's a very generous offer that you made and hopefully he takes you up on it and it provides a little bit of, you know, of, of, of relief, you know, for him in a very difficult time. Well, that, that's what I like about this place is people like just are happy to be here. You know, I got a few customers who were working from home and they look forward to Wednesday. They're like, oh my God, I get to go out of the house. I get to hang out here. Maybe we have a drink talk about this movie or that comic or whatever, you know, it's just it, as we've established, you know, this is a hangout people, you know, I, I don't, it's not, Hey, what do you need? All right, good. Give me your money. Now get the hell out. People are welcome to stay as long as they want until closing. And then it's, then it's get the hell out. Cause I've been here for 10 hours. I want to go home. You know? Yeah. You got to draw the line. Did, were there people who stayed the entire day uh, for the bash? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them. Nice. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, they were helping me clean up. At a certain point, the stuff left to do was stuff only I can really do. I know where I want to put this thing or move that. So I told everybody, like, I'm good. They're like, well, you just need this. I'm like, guys, 
I appreciate all the help. I mean, I didn't get out of here. We closed at six. I don't think I left till about nine, but there's a certain point where it was just everybody left. I was here alone and I got to breathe. <laughs> I got to have that moment of like, okay, I put on some music. I had a drink and I just kind of decompressed and then uh, went home and promptly started dozing off on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. And I know you did you did address this a little bit in the YouTube video that you did. And and again, I, I wouldn't expect you to give numbers like Elon would, but it was it was a <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good day. It was a good day business yes. wise for you. Yeah, no, it it was fine. It, and again, like I said in my video, I don't care. It was never about the money. You know, it was about just having that day, having that party, having people here acknowledging the history of the store. Um two things about Elon. <laughs> One he, he texted me about two days later. He's like, so how'd you do? I'm like, oh, we did pretty good. He's like, yeah, but so how, how'd you do? Like how much? I'm like, you want a number? Like, I'm not telling you my business. You know, he goes, well, did you make over, you know, X amount? And I was like, yes, we made over this amount that, you know, and he goes, oh, that's great. That's so great. But I, I love the audacity of Elon, you know, just be like, so I'm like, you, you what do you, you want to see the receipts? Like, I'm not telling you how much I made, you know, but the other thing was that day, it was so fun watching him because I have so many people that he's never met. He's been gone since 2014 walking around going, hi, 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 I'm Elon. I'm the original moose. You know, none of this would be here without me. You know? <laughs> Just really, really soaking in the glory of, you know, I built this, this was mine, you know, but he, uh, to his credit, he was very complimentary on that Friday when he came in. He's like, you know, I could see the pictures online. I see the videos you make. He's like, but to be in here and see, what you did with the place and to think, man, why didn't I think of that? Why, you know, I could have, I could have done this. I could have done that, you know, but I'm only partially, you know, responsible for how the store looks. I mean, when Scott took it over, he did a lot of work and then Matt did a lot of work and then I just improved upon that, you know? Yeah. Well, the store oh. really does look great. And uh, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about Elon, not so much him meeting new customers, but him reconnecting with, with older customers who, who did know him and maybe those who didn't have the most favor favorable final impression of him. And like Elon and I talked about this in the episode that we did and, you know, what he thought that dynamic would be like when he ran into them. And again, we've covered this about how, you know, towards, especially towards the end of his tenure there, he wasn't as plugged in and, you know, uh, the, some of those relationships suffered a little bit. So based on, again, I'm not asking you to speak for him or the customers, but just based on what you observed, like, did it seem like those reunions with, especially with the old, the old herd, uh, went well, like, were they happy to see him? What was the vibe like? Yeah, no, it was, everybody was super chill. I mean, the one concern I had and anybody who's listening to this is probably listening to the previous episode where Gene discusses that he and Elon maybe didn't quite click when he was working for him. Um, they got along fine. They had a long conversation, no animosity. I mean, it was so long ago. And I, I think I may have said to each of them separately, like, dude, just be cool. You know, maybe you guys had some problems in the past. That's over. It was a long time ago. And this day isn't about any of that. This day's about me. No, <laughs> 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 no. But I said, please, you know, this is stressful enough. I don't want to have to worry that you guys are going to be at loggerheads about something or, you know. But no, everybody was was super chill. Everybody was just in a great mood. I, I didn't see any anybody walk out of here disappointed or upset about anything. I think everybody had a great time. Good. No, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I got to, you know, Elon was there, obviously, when I was there. I, I got to see him. Uh, who else? I got to meet Scott. 
I believe that yeah. was the first time I, I had met him. I saw a customer, uh, Sal, who I'm fr Facebook friends with. Uh, but I got oh, Sal, Sal's great, man. Sal's a good dude. And uh, he was digging through some some back issue bins. Uh, I'm sure at least a few others who, who I'm forgetting or I, I didn't know by name. There's one customer who looks so familiar, but I, I just, I, I don't know his name. But uh, he saw the three AR guys in the parking lot and he was like, oh, like, I really enjoyed you in the movie and in the podcast and everything. And it was, <laughs> you know, it's like with Steve and Rich in particular, I don't know. I mean, they appreciate it. I don't know that it like, it, you know, lights their fire all that much. I feel like maybe a couple of the, if some of the other guys had been there, they would have, you know, maybe kind of basked in that a little bit more, but <laughs> it was still, you know, it was, it was so nice. And, uh, look, I've said it a, a million times, but the, the moose really is the closest that I've found in terms of the vibe to what we had. So any, and it's not like we've had so many opportunities for a crossover like that. So it's cool. That was great. Having, I, I, I'd, like wish a few more era guys were able to pop in. Um, but it was great. I mean, you guys basically are the, the, the big three as far as I'm concerned with AR, you know? Um, well, sure. I mean, I our, the, the, I mean, Odo, of course, we wouldn't be here without him and, and Rich Roney, the elder statesman, the Alan Scott of, yeah. of alternate realities. You guys are the big three. <laughs> I, I know a while back, uh, Dr. Bill Mayo was, was talking about, but he's in what, New Mexico. Yes. Yeah, so I, I didn't expect them. You know, it would have been uh, mind blowing if he were, if he rolled up. But um, now it was so great. I, I I knew you were coming. You know, but Steve and Rich, like I had hoped they were coming, but you know, I, I had no expectations. Like I said before, with Pat Milligan, I had hoped he'd be here. You know, he's like the guy who taught me how to do this. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a fun moment. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you made it. He goes, what are you kidding me? Why wouldn't I? Uh, of course I'm here, you know? Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is all your damn fault. If you didn't recommend Fat Moose, I'd just have a box over at Zap now. I know you said that, you know, seeing your, you know, the, the, the former owners together made you feel like a kid again. But is it, what is the dynamic like now? Because now you are an owner yourself. Like, do you feel like you're on a, like you're all on a level playing field now that as all as owners or really, or do, do you really fall back into that old pattern of like, I feel like a kid and they're the, the, the bosses or the mentors. No, I fully embraced, um, being a dread overlord here. <laughs> I, um, you know, I still look up to them and I still ask advice when I need it, you know, but, uh, I've been working my ass off for two years and change and it's going pretty well. And I feel completely justified in saying, hey, I'm one of you guys. Like, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the trenches, man. I'm boots on the ground. I'm doing this, you know. But I still value their their counsel, as it, as it were, you know. Gotcha. So, all right, this was number 40. So, 50 will be coming up in a decade. <laughs> but you no, now, now that you're past the 40th anniversary, and look, we've talked about this before, but, you know, you took over as owner at probably the worst possible time like three months before a global pandemic that's still not over but you know we seem to be coming out the other side of that you've got a couple of years now under your belt as owner you just celebrated this huge anniversary and i know you know i know you always say you're not a planner but i'm just curious and we've you know we've brought this up before but now that maybe there's a little bit more more room to breathe <laughs> what what do you have in mind for the future of moose Either things that you're looking to, or, or is it just, you know, kind of stay the course and, and just keep building or uh, new initiatives you want to try? Like what, what are your plans? 
Um, I mean, the big thing that I want to do, and I, it, it's just a matter of finding the time. I've got boxes of stuff here. You know how comic shops are, man. I got boxes of back issues under tables. And so, but the, I want to get everything priced and get everything out. I've got books nobody's seen. Nothing that's going to blow the roof off, but just, you know. Actually, I had a customer come in, one of my regulars, and a few weeks ago, he set some books aside. That he, he was like, hey, can I look through this box? I said, look, nothing's priced, nothing's organized. But he pulled out, you know, a short stack of books. And I said, listen, let me get through the, the party for, I don't have time to price this stuff right now. I said, I'll hold on to it for you when I get a chance. So he came in last Wednesday. And he's like, did you get to price those yet? He's like, I, re- I really didn't. He goes, look, I got the little comic collector app, comic key. I don't know what the hell it's called. And he goes, we'll stand here. It was a slow time of day for a Wednesday. It was like middle of the day. And he goes, we'll stand here and we'll price them together. We'll go through the app. I'll show you, you know, what the, they're going for. And these books that I were like, oh, these are just common books. Well, they were 10, 15, 20 bucks a pop. And it came to over $200 worth of stuff for this short stack of back issues that I didn't realize were worth anything. Because I'm old enough now where I see stuff from the 90s. To me, it still feels new. I'm like, oh, that garbage. Some of that garbage is actually going for a couple of bucks. So I said, holy crap, you know, I'm probably sitting on a good chunk of money. And it behooves me to get off my ass and get this stuff priced and get this stuff out. It's just, you know, I'm so damn busy all the time. But that's the main thing. I want to get everything in the store out for sale. That's the main thing. As far as events and things, you know, as people hear this, free comic book day will have come and gone. That one, I'm just doing the free books and I'll probably, you know, put some stuff on sale, but I'm not going to have artists, you know, guests and things. It's just too much. I just did it. So I'm not doing that again. Um, It's just amazing that just about every day somebody comes in here for the first time. uh, Just, I think, Saturday three different people were in here for the first time and they're like, well, I heard about the place. I saw it on Google. I saw good reviews on Google or this and that. And, um, it's growing. It's, you know, it's the, the blessing and the curse. The blessing is it's growing. I'm getting more people. The curse is holy crap. There's a lot more people, which means I'm busier, which means less time to do the things like pricing back issues and whatnot, you know? So, uh, and now, especially with Justin being, you know, dealing with the, the real world with the death of his aunt and everything, I'm, I'm here by myself until such time as he's ready and, and, and you know, able to come back to work. Because when he's here, it's great. I can go hide in the back, fire up the big screen TV and price stuff and be mostly left alone. Although it is that kind of thing, the, the curse of being liked, I suppose, where people come in and they go, hey, where's Sean? Oh, he's in the back. And then, and then they come back. Hey, what's going on? Uh, just working and then 20 minutes go by while they oh did you see the new episode of yeah so it's it's nice being liked but sometimes you're like i don't get a moment to myself much anymore and that's fine it it, it beats the alternative of being like wow there's no customers at all i've got nothing but time on my hands so i will never complain about you know being distracted by customers because that's the whole lot that's the whole point you know yeah, I mean, look, that's a good problem to have, and and you know, it goes hand in hand, right? Like that's in large part. I mean, yes, they're coming for a certain product, but it's that atmosphere as we've talked about so many times that 
keeps them coming back and that engenders such goodwill and loyalty. And so sort of, I guess the price to pay for that is they want FaceTime with the man. But I mean, we, we this, this, the typical routine at, at AR all the time on Wednesdays on new comic book day would be, he would have at least a couple of us, not at least, usually it was two of us working the register, right? We break down the shipment and then we, you know, myself and Steve Ryan or myself and, and Darby and we'd be running the register and the plan always every Wednesday was Steve was going to go into the back and do work while we worked the register and man the front. And he almost never got back there because he would always inevitably get pulled into conversations, just hold court like at, yeah. that, at that folding table in the middle of the store. And, you know, where the line was between people sort of pulling him versus him him sticking around, I don't know, it's kind of a blurry line. But that was the thing all the time. There was, oh, the intention was always to go in the back and do work. And inevitably, every Wednesday, it was him holding court in the middle of the store. Yeah, uh, that's, it's, it's the reality of it. You know, I had one of my uh, regular customers, he's newish, maybe he's been shopping here for a year or two. Uh, Mikey, he's, he's a really good guy. He came in, I think the Tuesday after the sale, he likes to come in Tuesday and give me a little list of like, Hey, you know, if you can get this, if you have this variant or whatever. And he's like, man, how are you feeling after that? Cause he was here that day. I go, what do you mean? He's like, Oh, you're on fire that day. You're zipping here, zipping there, talking to this person, you know, shaking his hand, having a drink with this guy, go over here, talking, you know, he's like, you must've been wiped out. I was like, I was fine until it was over. Yeah, I was on autopilot. I was the, the adrenaline was going, but he was like, man, you were just, you, you were like at 10 all day. I was like, yeah, I was basically, you know, ultra Sean for, uh, you know, the entirety of it. Cause I, you have to be, and we've discussed it in the past. You gotta, you gotta be on as it were, you know, and as a lifelong performer, it's, I, I can always tap into that and be like, okay, it's time to sing and dance for the people. And, you know, it, it wears you down, but it's, it's inevitably, it's, it's a good thing. Everybody has a good time. People walk out of here happy. There was a guy in here earlier with his daughter. He had, he was in on Saturday. He's just getting back into comics. And we're chit-chatting. I'm showing him a few things. And he was just here Saturday. Came back today. He's like, oh, I want to pick up a few more things. And, and I heard him talking to his daughter. He's like, I don't know if he knows that i heard him but he's like we got to come back here more he's like we're gonna, we're gonna start coming here more he's like i want to come in on like saturday and we're gonna have to spend a couple hours here because there's a lot of cool stuff and i heard him and i was like hey man there's treasures all over this place there's stuff here that i don't even know what's here i was like you know feel free to dig through whatever you want but um i love that though i love that for people they don't just come in and be like all right where are my polls for the week all right good to see you take it easy they come in and hang out and they come in and, they, you know, I'll have a box on the floor and it's not priced. But can I, you know, look through? I'm like, all right, go ahead. Anything you want. We'll, we'll look up the prices. We'll figure it out. Unless it's like a Wednesday where I'm busy. It's like, dude, give me what you're interested in and I'll price it when I get a chance. You know, I can't. Wednesdays are not the day for such nonsense. Right. Well, listen, I mean, how many shops get to celebrate 40 years, period? This one, baby. Let alone... <laughs> After these past couple of years and with changes in ownership and, and, and all sorts of stuff. So it's such an accomplishment. I'm so happy for you that you saved your store and it's still standing and, and everyone was able to come together. And, you know, I guess, so I just celebrated a birthday as well as 35. So not, you know, not, not a huge milestone birthday, but yeah, it was know, like a minor one. Like two yesterday, as we as of this, this recording, it was uh, Friday last this past Friday. Thirty five, huh? 
Yeah, but you know the a thing. Older than you, man. Yeah, <laughs> but the, you know the thing that getting older, I, you know, you recognize is that those those moments when you have so many people who mean something to you together in one place, and especially like you mentioned, like your parents being there, and you know, people from different corners of your life. I mean, I've had that really in a few instances, you know, the wedding was certainly one and, and some of the, the screenings and things like that have, have been another instance. And it's, it's kind of weird and surreal when you see people from, you know, from college and law school and work and comic shop. It's like, oh, it's like, but, you know, it can be a little weird initially, but it's like you, rec- you realize later, I guess, like those, those opportunities are few and far between. And so you appreciate them. And like, I know, I'm sure this will be a memory that you'll, you know, you'll always look back on. So I'm so glad that you were able to, to create that moment and that event. And again, congratulations. Thanks, man. We pulled it off. You know, it was, it was wonderful. It was great. I had an awesome time and I'm so goddamn glad it's in the rear view mirror now. (laughs) Back to normal, back to business. You know, it was great. And, and, um, Thankfully, I don't have to do it again anytime soon because <laughs> it damn near killed me. So is there anything else that you'd like to say before we sign off here? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, it was a long day today getting all the books ready for tomorrow. I got a small stack of stuff I want to go home and read. I'm hoping by the time I get home and take a shower and everything, I'm not too tired to read. Uh, the the uh, I've noticed as I get older now, my eyes are starting to get a little wonky. So I'm going to have to get some cheaters or something. Uh, there's a few books where the font is so damn small where I'll take a picture with the iPad and just go panel to panel like comiXology, you know, and I'll just blow it up, you know, enhance and then move along to the next panel. But uh, no, I, I thank you for coming and the AR guys for coming and uh, everybody who participated, everybody who contributed, everybody who brought me stuff because Lord knows I love gifts. Um yeah, it was just a great time. It, I, I'm very happy everybody enjoyed it. And uh, again, it ain't going to happen again anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you for the 50th. But in the <laughs> meantime, congratulations again. And thank you to our audience here for joining us for this four-part event. This concludes Oldest in New Jersey. I hope that everyone has a great summer. We're going to take a little hiatus. But My Comic Shop History will be back in the fall with a multi-part event featuring Lord Retail, Jermaine Exum himself, the current owner, like yourself, he went from staff member to owner of Acme Comics in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I will be speaking to Jermaine over multiple episodes. It should be really interesting. So make sure that you come back for that this fall. And of course, in the meantime, please check out my Superman show, Digging for Kryptonite, a Superman fan journey. It's We've got a lot of really great stuff that's already out and great stuff that's coming up. So I really hope you will check it out on all major podcast platforms. So thank you again to Sean, Elon, Gene, Phil, everyone who's been part of this. Shout out to the entire Fat Moose Herd, even though no one sent in submissions for this episode. It's all good. (laughs) You lazy bastards. (laughs) Really, thank you, everyone. Uh, Make sure you keep tuning in. And of course, as always, remember, don't be a flat squirrel. Support the show and receive exclusive bonus episodes at patreon.com slash Anthony Desiato. Check out my Superman podcast, Digging for Kryptonite, a Superman fan journey, available on all major podcast platforms. And be sure to watch the documentary film, My Comic Shop Country, on Amazon, Apple TV, and CuriosityStream.